0: Valentine's Day for Public Enemy number one. I'm Jason Horton. I'm Rebecca Lieb. And this is Ghost Town.
1: So I spent a couple years in Chicago, and I was very interested in what happened there, but I was never really in touch with like a lot of like the Al Capone, like everything in Chicago has like Al Capone's discs shop and like deep dish pizza and this suit Al Capone suit place and this road Clark's, you know, like everything is very, uh, has that identity to it, you know? Yeah. Um, but I never like really got into it until I left. Um, and then I went back to go on this ghost tour and they took us to this place. Um, 2122 North Clark
0: Street. Oh, and that yeah. was the place. Wait, is is this is, is isn't like Second City or IO was on Clark Street? Yeah, I remember. Close okay. I've um, only I've been to Chicago twice mm-hmm. and for music-based reasons, so mm-hmm. I never really spent much time there, whatever. But I know it's obviously It's
1: very fun. It's a very fun city. It feels weird though because I'm from the Midwest, so it feels like home. So I never wanted I never thought it was like as cool as a lot of other people thought of it because I just wanted to leave the Midwest, so badly. Anyway, I spent a couple years there. I did Second City. Um, But Chicago is especially known for being a huge gang mobster scene in the late 1920s. It was lawless. like It was like bootlegging in Prohibition era, gambling, prostitution, and really who controlled all these things were the Chicago gangs, essentially. And gangs, too, who, uh, looking at pictures of this era, they were all like dressed to the nines. They were very, very into... Like fashion,
0: and that makes it okay, is what you're saying. Yeah, they seem respectable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. respectable,
1: but they have like machine guns in like their pockets. Right,
0: it's 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 like a gentlemanly Mm -hmm. kind of, uh, you know, uh, crimes.
1: Exactly. So uh, to commemorate Mm -hmm. Valentine's Day, we're doing our special ghost town version of that, and that is uh, talking about um, 2122 North Clark Street, popularly known as the site of the Saint Valentine's Day Massacre, which
0: is, I mean. One of the cool. I mean, listen, massacres are bad, mm-hmm. but massacres bear-
1: are bad. Do yeah. you
0: okay? We're, it's a don't I mean, get it twisted. Yeah, it's a hot take. Yeah, whenever <laughs> you're, sorry, is that controversial? But <laughs> massacres are bad. Uh-huh. Uh. And but it, it's coolest name, really it's cool. Saying, it's really Saint cool Valentine. Valentine's Day massacre.
1: Yeah, it feels like it's something that like like some like not like like blink 182 should have done like an album about it or something yeah. kind of a they song. still can. Yeah, I guess they still can. They still yeah. make music, don't they? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Why
0: well, are you are you trying to spread rumors that blink 182's <laughs> on, on the skids <laughs> no. or something?
1: I don't know or like my I think I'm thinking of my bloody valentine. How old am I? Well, my I bloody
0: like valentine's a pretty like kind of like kind of a very critically and cult-like respected Mm -hmm. band. I was never, like, a huge fan, but, like, the the Loveless album is, like, a really popular, you know, and it's one of those bands, you know what Uh I mean? But Blink-182 is a different band.
1: Than that. Yes. Okay. (laughs) We're all learning things in this podcast. Yeah. Woof.
0: And it was Valentine's Day, is that like, because I'm married, and even before I was like, uh-huh. when I was, even when I was dating, I was like, oh man, am I going to be, I hope I'm not dating around Valentine's, it's just so much pressure, you know it's what I mean? It's pressure. It, it's not even just like, for like, because I, I assume that the girl is like, you better bring me flowers, it's not that either, but it's like, you feel like, both sides like, oh, I don't want this to be some awkward thing. Yeah, and but I know- why
1: can't we? I love it, I love it. I think it's so fun. I think really? It's so like, funny. It's just, like, candy and, like, heart shit everywhere. It's, like, I love, like, leaning into it, especially, like, (laughs) I feel like I'm the one that, like, makes a joke of, like, a second date where it's, like, we're on a jumbotron. It's, like, well, where's the ring? Yeah. You know?
0: (laughs) You gotta, I think you should put a rose in your mouth. Yeah, and then put up the, all crazy. your dating your dating sites with a yeah. rows in your mouth. <laughs> oh,
1: that's good yeah. in a robe on silk sheets. Yeah, that's very just... close to a picture I do have on my <laughs> uh, okay, <laughs> where I am, am in a robe. But the
0: sheets are just like a hundred thread count. Oh, garbage fuck sheets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> garbage 150.
1: sheets. 150. Oh, it's actually one thread. <laughs> yeah, that I'm actually, laying on. It's, just it's really <laughs> not comfortable. Well, you yeah, know. it's not good. But wait, what do you? Are you do? Do you have a good Valentine's Day thing? You guys do? No, I mean we.
0: Uh, I mean, for even for our anniversary, we just went out to dinner. Uh, Valentine's even like because Michelle ate? yeah I know and I don't I never almost almost never go out to eat uh, but we did for that that's and, good uh, you know Del Taco's always open <laughs> yeah, so and my good. baby deserves
1: it Uh it was the week that I didn't have a shooting at yeah, it. yeah that was exactly great. <laughs> yeah I think took a week off everything for your princess Michelle
0: it was uh, but she's not really you know she's kind of a anti you know yeah. I mean, when, it, when it comes and plus we're going to be doing it like a bunch of traveling and yeah. um
1: you it'll know. get romantic
0: on its own No, know i just think we're doing some oh. traveling <laughs> <laughs> just saying we're doing <laughs> some traveling uh so we're excited about that that's fun yeah uh so what about you i, I mean do you have any active plans
1: Um, okay. So here, so I want to, I want to have a party, like an answer. And for
0: anyone complaining about, we're talking about like dating stuff, this is on brand of this episode. Yeah. I know some people are going to be like, oh. This is the
1: one time, aside from Sweetest Day, (laughs) (laughs) which we have the Sweetest Day massacre happening on that day. Yeah. So wait for it. Uh, Yeah. This is one day where I feel like I can freely talk about my dates, critics, and haters. So, Tune, don't tune out. Yeah, don't, don't tune out. Stay here, please. Just yeah. stay with We're us. We're happy for to a have you. This will be short, I promise you, and not full of expletives. Um, anyway, I was gonna have a party, at like a weird. Because again, I love Valentine's Day. I do think like there's corny shit, but like I kind of love that. I fucking think it's like cheesy. I as think fuck. it's okay
0: to like you know, it's like a uh, thing to be like, oh, uh, this this sucks. I don't mm. like this is corp. But it's like sometimes it's like, can you just have a good time? Yeah, for can two just, seconds. Can you just overeat? Yeah, like, on this
1: occasion. Yeah, together. No. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I want to have a little party, like a, uh, maybe a nineties alien abduction Valentine's day party or like something themed and fun, but realistically, I'm not sure what's going to happen. Cause I, I, went on this really good date yesterday. Um, and you know, it's good. And again, I don't believe anything on any dates cause guys have told me everything on dates and it has no correlation to how they act later. But, uh, we were talking like we were texting like constantly and I don't do that either. And I don't think you probably would recommend that you right. know before you're meeting you like text all the time because it's like who knows until you meet somebody
0: well then it becomes then then you're really in love with or you're really infatuated with the texting portion and you yeah. meet the you ever do yeah like those oh, people God, you yeah. meet know online you're like oh and then you see them in real life you're like oh man what I do know. i know and that's
1: what i was i have i'm writing an episode about attraction for the show that i'm working on and science like essentially sociologists are like yeah you are you're you will fill in the blanks with the the profiles are strong when they have the least amount of information on them because you fill in the blanks. Yeah. Dep- you know, like you, your imagination goes, runs wild. But he was really funny and really smart and very attractive. And I was like, oh, I'm having fun. I don't know. Fuck. Maybe mm-hmm. I should ha- have fun. God forbid. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we met and it was great. And it was just like everything. And, and I think like 30 minutes into the date, he invited me to hang out with him on Friday. And his family... His family was there.
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so. Yeah.
1: He flew them in. Yeah. <laughs> it's wha- weird. Yeah. No Aww. pressure though. <laughs> no pressure. It's fine. But I, I think we're hanging out on Friday, the day after Valentine's Day.
0: Nice. Whose so, idea was that? His. Yeah. Right? I mean, which it might be a good, I mean. M- I don't maybe
1: know. But I'm then I'm sure like, what about Valentine's Day?
0: Yeah, I'm not good enough I'm for already, Valentine's Day. I
1: know, I'm already you know what though? Honestly, that's probably
0: for his other stupid, boring girlfriend or yeah. wife. You know what I mean? I know, it's probably that's just true. for his secret <laughs> family. It's for yeah. his Actual? Exactly. No, you're the secret. Why are you not the secret? In the <laughs> I'm se- not a fam. fam. <laughs> yeah. But you'd be. The, why would you be not be the secret? <laughs> and his actual <laughs> family wouldn't would be the secret family. You're the secret. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Can we both be secret families though? I guess. Yeah. All right. I mean, something doesn't have to be public, but yeah, he's uh, very attractive. And I'm always just like, God, why do you, I'm, I'm one of those people who's just like, I'm a troll. Why would you ever want to date me? Which I usually lead with, which is probably why I'm single. Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's also your profile name. <laughs> I'm a troll. Why would you date me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even though you're like, it doesn't, we don't 69. fit there many letters. Yeah. yeah 420, <laughs> baby. <laughs> yeah.
1: So it's going well. I'm trying not to get in my head and fuck it up. All right. We'll see. Well, well you,
0: yeah. uh, I did a, uh, just to mention, I did an episode and you know, I don't curse on the podcast, or I try mm-hmm. not to.
1: Well, we need some balance. But,
0: yeah. uh, I was on it, but it's in the name of the show, but I was on my friend, Nikki and Steve's podcast, uh, shit. They don't tell you mm-hmm. or shit. They forgot to tell you. It's one of those long, but it's mm-hmm. great. It's on Castbox. Uh-huh. Uh, it's on Apple podcast, Spotify, wherever. And I told, we talk about, you know, we talk about the po- ghost town, uh, but we really got into like, being like Nikki talked about uh, being haunted. Steve mm. had a story, and they were really creepy oh my stories. Oh
1: I'm so sad I missed it. And they're, they're
0: huge skeptics too. Yeah. And um, it was re- It was really interesting. So definitely, definitely check check that out. So yeah. Sh- Ooh, I will. Shit, they shit they. I'm trying to think of the actors. Shit, was, they don't tell you. It's shit they don't tell you. I, I think. That's think. It. Yeah. 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 So so it, it was on that. So check it out.
1: Okay.
0: But you know, what I was going to say is at least um you didn't uh, or not planning on getting massacred.
1: We're back. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Not. That's a good transition. Yeah. That that's night. Right. No, I'm not playing. I'm planning on getting the opposite of massacred. What is um, that? Just rebuilt. Rebuilds. Oh. Okay. It's <laughs> <laughs> a human. Oh. Um. We'll see. We'll see. Anyway, we're back. Take, bring yourself back out of my dating life yeah. into Chicago, 1929, February 14th at 10:30 a.m. So, again, seven men were murdered at the garage, 2122 North Clark Street the saint valentine's day massacre now it was never officially linked to al capone i want to say that right away but everyone was like yeah it was al capone he did this a thousand percent but this is not why he got imprisoned eventually for it he was was never tax evasion. yeah exactly and we'll talk a little bit about the end of his life etc
0: we'll talk about Um, our taxes for a little
1: bit yeah we were to show you our taxes we'll put them on the instagram (laughs) yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. that's too depressing (laughs) i think
0: but you know what i think if they Mm -hmm. did see that they'd be like we should probably donate to their Patreon.
1: Patreon.com
0: slash ghost town pod for two bonus episodes a month.
1: And full release of our taxes. Yes, and full
0: release of our taxes. <laughs> People are like, well, you spent half the episode talking about Patreon, which is, unless you don't understand math, not true. Yeah, but that was about true. 30 seconds, so. what about
1: that? Short and sweet. Yep. Patreon.com slash ghost town pod.
0: You got <laughs> it. Did it, only, did. <laughs> it only took almost a year. Oh, I'm the best. Okay, so from
1: 1924 to 1930, Chicago gained a widespread reputation for lawlessness and violence, as we talked about. Not coincidentally, this phenomenon coincided with uh, Al Scarface Capone, who took over from his boss, Johnny Torrio, in 1925. Um, He was actually, Torrio was wounded in an assassination attempt in 1924 and retired to like deep Brooklyn. He was like, Chicago's too much for me. I'm going to go to deep Brooklyn where it's quiet. So uh, use that when you're thinking about Chicago at this point, like just crime ridden. Um, and again, Prohibition in 1920 greatly amplified this. All of the gangsters were bootlegging um, and there were speakeasies, gambling, prostitution. And I want to tell you something. OK, just to give you like a heads up on how much Al Capone was worth at this time. I know we think like gangster crazy. He was estimated to be to make 60 million a year in the 20s. And his net worth in 1927 was around 100 million. In 1927, yeah. like this guy, he 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 was he was Chicago. Yeah, like he was all of the money. So, at 10:30 a.m. on the 14th, 1929, two uh, uniformed policemen and two men with suits, ties, overcoats, and hats um, went into. Well, sorry. Let me backtrack a little bit. The uh, massacre was allegedly planned by the organization led by Al Capone to eliminate George Bugs Moran, and he was like the North Side gang guy. So they were like sis- they were like taking people out one by one. And again, if you crossed Al Capone, you were just dead or like pretty close to it. He was ruthless in his ability to just like take out whoever he needed to take out. Um, so the former boss of the Northside gang, Dino Banion, had been murdered by four gunmen in his flower shop on North State Street in 1924. After his murder, each leader of the Northside uh, gang was killed, again, systematically, and um, it was just like he was about to die. So earlier that year, Northsider Frank uh, Guzenberg and his brother Peter unsuccessfully attempted to murder Jack McGurn, um, who was a part of Capone's gang. They were complicit in the murders of, and I love these names too, Pascalino, Patsy Lajordo and Antonio the Scourge Lombardo. <laughs> like, so cool. This is classic, like mo- like Chicago, like Italian
0: mob scene. Um, I think I want to watch, you ever see the Untouchables? Yeah. It's so good. It's I mean, so it's good. one of my favorite movies. I haven't movies. watched it in a very long time. Yeah, it makes me want to watch it again. Anyway.
1: But it's so it's so interesting too, because I think you think of that being like more of a New York thing too, but it, it was yeah. very real in Chicago. Um, So those guys were presidents of the Union Siciliana, the local mafia, and very close associates of Capone. Moran and Capone had been vying for control of the Chicago bootlegging trade, and Bugs Moran had been moving in on Capone's enterprises. Um, Moran was muscling in on Capone-run dog track in the Chicago suburbs, which would have been very cool to check out, and took over a bunch of saloons by Capone and like in his territory and like insisting that they were kind of his. So the plan was to lure Bugs Moran to the SMC Cartage Warehouse on North Clark Street on February 14th, 1929. Happy Valentine's Day. Very romantic. The intent was to kill Moran and perhaps two or three of his lieutenants. It didn't really go down that way. It is usually assumed that the Northsiders were lured to the garage with the promise of a stolen cut rate shipment of whiskey uh, supplied by some gang in Detroit um, which was also associated with Capone. But the Gusenberg brothers were supposed to drive two empty trucks to Detroit that day to pick up two loads of stolen Canadian whiskey. All of the victims, with the exception of John May, were dressed in their best clothes, which I, again, I love that detail. They're all in their finest, their Valentine's Day finest, um, and went to meet them at this uh, warehouse. So on Valentine's Day, most of the Moran gang had already arrived at the warehouse by 10.30 a.m. Moran was not there, though, having left his Parkway Hotel apartment late. As Moran and one of his men, Ted Newberry approached the rear of the warehouse from a side street. They saw a police car approaching the building. They immediately turned and uh, retraced their steps, went and hung out in a nearby coffee shop. They encountered another gang member, Henry, Henry Gusenberg, as mentioned before, on the street, and that he turned back too. Uh, Willie Marks, also a Northside gang member, spotted the police car on his way to the garage. He ducked into a doorway and jotted down the license number before leaving the neighborhood. So, like, this is already, like, the plane was kind of breaking down. So Capone's lookout, lookouts likely mistook one of Moran's men for him himself, um, who was kind of a similar build. And that morning, the physical similarities were enhanced by their dress. Again, nice clothes. Witnesses outside the garage saw a Cadillac sedan pulled to a stop in front of it. Four men, two dressed in a police uniform, emerged and walked inside. Two fake police officers. So there was like fake police officers and real police officers all around this warehouse. Um, a bunch of scared gangsters in the corner because they saw the police officers and a bunch that hadn't seen them that were entering the building. Um, Reinhardt, or Schwimmer and John May, who was fixing one of the trucks, uh, stopped inside and then the police officers had them all inside of the warehouse um, and ordered them to line up against the wall execution style this is a very famous very famous scene in mobster history and actually if you go to this place you will see the chips in the wall that
0: the bullets Uh, were it's really really great you know what it might be a good time for a break okay
1: Hey y'all, Trey Kennedy here letting you know you need to subscribe to my podcast, Correct Opinions, the first and only podcast show where every opinion is correct, in my opinion. I talk all things my crazy social media life, relevant topics, and why your sister's gin reveal only reveals that she's annoying. So tune in and hear my takes on all the extra things happening in our society today. Subscribe to Correct Opinions on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcasting app.
0: All right, chips in the wall. Chips in the wall.
1: We've got a bunch of mobsters lined up by another bunch of mobsters ready to stare death in the face. So the two police officers, quote-unquote, signaled to the pair in civilian clothes. So they are four executioners, mobsters that work for Capone. Um, So they had them face the wall, and then two of them opened fire with Thompson submachine guns, one with a 20-round box magazine and the other with a 50-round drum. I didn't know what that means um, until... I looked up like how many bullets and it was like over 70 rounds. Yeah. So they open fired even after they were all dead, like on the ground, like done, they just kept firing and you will see again, the wall is just like covered. It's, it's still there.
0: It's not like something you see in movies where they just shoot them once and they walk away and the person still lives. They're like, you No, never it's like,
1: back. it's like a rain of bullets for like 30 minutes. Yeah. Um, so they fired the victims included. Okay. The victims were George Bugs, Moran's Northside gang, um, we got Moran's second in command and brother-in-law, Albert Kalichek. Uh, he was killed with Adam Hayer, the gang's bookkeeper and business manager, Albert Weinshank, who managed cleaning and dyeing operations for Moran, gang enforcers Frank Gusenberg and Pete Gusenberg. Two collaborators were also shot, Reinhard H. Schwimmer, a former optician turned gambler and gang associate, is just part of the mix, yeah. and John May, an occasional mechanic for the Moran gang. Two shotgun blasts afterward all but obliterated the faces of John May and James Clark. According to the coroner's report, over 70 rounds, like I said, of ammunition was fired. That's a lot of ammunition for, again, not that many people shot. So when the police officers finally, the real ones, finally entered the building and arrived at the scene, the men in the uh, street clothes came out with their hands up. Inside the garage, the only survivors in the warehouse were Highball, that was May's dog, and Frank Gusenberg who was barely alive, taken to the hospital where doctors stabilized him for a very short time. So when police questioned him, um, when they asked who shot him, Gusenberg, who had sustained 14 bullet wounds, replied, no one shot me. (laughs) (laughs) And he died
0: three hours later. (laughs) Wow, I mean, that's, you know...
1: Yeah, that's real, like...
0: Whoa, like tight lips. He's like, stitches, get stitches. No, but you are getting stitches anyway. I don't understand. This is a
1: modern miracle. Never mind.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So it's pretty, it's kind of a testament to like that culture too that that happened. Um, So again, uh, the guy that was supposed to be killed, George Bugs Moran, was on his way to the garage and he missed getting killed by, by minutes. A few days later, he told reporters, only Capone kills like that. True. Um, so then reporters reached out to Capone in his Florida home for comment, and Capone said, the only man who kills like that is Bugs Moran. <laughs> like, really, he's sending it back over to him. So, though Moran and others vehemently blamed the massacre in Capone's game, gang, he claimed to be at his Florida home the whole time. And no one was ever brought to t- trial for this murder, for the murders, which is, again, very unfortunate. Again, but th- and typical for like, Al
0: Capone. He's exactly. kind of got away with a lot of things until he didn't get away with
1: Exactly. It. Which is also, I mean, I guess it's kind of like when we talk about the Wonderland shit where it's like everyone's pretty bad. You know, like everyone kind of deserves it. But also, like, what about the families of the people? You know, like, w-
0: but I mean, well, I mean, some people are, there's got to be some people that know, like, hey, you're reaping the rewards of, of mm-hmm. taking blood money during a time where, like, you know, uh, you know, there's a prohibition and then there's going to be, you know, the Great Depression's coming, yeah. you know, around the corner, uh, stock market crash of 1929, you know, but yet you're somewhat flourishing. So they got to know that that's like blood money. Yeah. At some point, you know. Yeah, I
1: guess so. God. Anyway, um, in 1924, authorities counted some 16 gang-related murders, um, and this continued until 1929, reaching a high of 64 murders in one year during that time. So things were like, and this is, the St. Valentine's Day of Massacre was kind of indicative of the height of gang um, crime activity at that point. After that, everyone kind of locked down a little bit. Everyone kind of realized, because it's such a high-profile thing, like one versus the other, it was so violent, um, the Valentine's Day thing was also like kind of romanticized in a way. Um, federal authorities, including the Federal Bureau of Investigation, um, really tried to get Capone and eventually um, they did. So uh, Capone was public enemy number one. And after a couple of times in and out of jail and then I believe one time you get off for good behavior after six months and it's like. Okay, I guess we're doing nothing here. Like, he said, we, "Please." He yeah. said, "Thank you." Exactly. Excuse me. He folded his laundry. <laughs> yeah, like he's Gotta a let good this guy. guy. Go. Yeah, let he this guy let go. Him go. Um, so the U.S. Treasury Department, as you mentioned, launched an investigation of Capone for tax income, uh, income tax evasion. Through diligent forensic accounting. So, again, keep your shit in order. Keep your affairs in order. You Let's talk guys. about Elliot
0: Ness now. Yeah. We're getting to Elliot oh Ness. Oh, so good.
1: Oh, my God. Um, the IRS was able to put together a case, and in June 1931, Capone uh, was indicted for evasion of federal income tax. Convicted in October. There was the huge internationally publicized trial. He was sentenced to eleven years in prison, first in Atlanta, later in Alcatraz. Very famous. I think he may
0: have my and I might be mistaken, mm-hmm. and if um, I apologize, but I think he because my uh, brother was in Philadelphia and we were going to go visit a. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think one of the prisons there, Al Capone might have been at, or it's okay. a haunted prison. I'm not sure, but he did Combust. end up in because Al- we talk about it in the Alcatraz episode, yeah, which is so, one of my favorites. Yeah,
1: um, yeah, he was he was there for he was probably its most famous member. Um, member like it's a
0: club well it's a fame thing too it's like who's the biggest (laughs) who's the biggest influencer at this this yeah exactly so he was released
1: in 1939 and he died an invalid uh, like recluse in his Florida home in 1947
0: of syphilis baby Speaking Boom. of dating <laughs> <laughs> And we're back Yeah make sure to get, Make sure you be careful Be safe out there We are bringing this Full circle Yeah Be safe out there don't, Or you're gonna end up Like Al Capone Yeah Probably won't be syphilis though I mean <laughs> I don't know if it'll be It'll it, be something It'll be something It's always something Yeah it's always something